0: This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit walkwiththeking.org forward slash donate. Thank you for listening. All right, thank you very much. And hello again, dear radio friends. How in the world are you? You doing all right? Well, I'm fine, thanks. Happy in the Lord and glad to be back with you. Bless your heart. Come with me to the second... Chapter of the Gospel of Mark. We're in the Gospel of Mark for a while, and uh, I'm enjoying it at least. I trust you are. It says again, Our Lord Jesus entered into Capernaum. Now, he had to stay outside for a while because the man who had been healed of his leprosy was telling everybody about this wonderful healer, and they said he couldn't even come into town. He was outside in desert places. But finally, he comes back, presumably to Simon Peter's house, and uh, the word got around that he's he's back in town, he's there. Well, you know what happened. You know what happened. The house of Simon and Andrew. And it was noised, it says, that he was in the house. Hey, he's there, he's back in town, let's go see him. And straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. When Corinne and I were serving the college, I was president and she was president's wife. And uh, in charge of the house that is furnished for the college president there on the campus of the college, we would invite the, the the freshman entering freshman class to come in just at the beginning of school. We'd have a reception for them and put on a little program and I'd give them something of the word and pray for them. And on those occasions, and then again at Christmas time, when they went out singing Christmas carols, and then ended their walk in the frosty out of doors by coming again to this spacious home and having some donuts and hot chocolate and that sort of a thing. On those occasions, there would be so many of them that they would they would fill up every available chair. Then they would sit on the stairs. Then they would sit on the floor. And uh, then those that couldn't get in the house would be clustered around the door outside the house, and especially on the occasions when uh, when uh, the weather was warmer, there would the whole porch would be filled up with people sitting uh, uh, on the floor or on the uh, wicker furniture or whatever that was there. And I often thought, well, that's how it must have been when our Lord was in Peter's home. And it says there wasn't any room to receive them, not so much even as about the door. Well, what are you going to do with people like that? You don't just make small talk. It says he preached the word unto them. And the word that he preached is given to us over in Mark 1, 15, The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. That's, that's an encapsulation of the sermons that Christ preached. The time is up. Time is now. Now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. The kingdom of God is at hand. That is, make God king of your life, not simply some religious concept that is added on while you do as you please. Repent ye. If you're going to go God's way, you have to stop going your own way and believe the gospel. Receive by faith the fact that God wants to save you and make you his child. And this presumably then was what our Lord Jesus was was preaching when the meeting was broken up by an interruption. Small thought here, how do you handle interruptions? Huh? You're, you, you've you got your day neatly planned out, and all of a sudden the the boss's boss, you know, your boss is has to report to somebody else who is a, a regional vice president or however the pecking order is set up in your corporation. And you've got your day all set up, and all of a sudden the boss's boss drops in, and you have to adjust your whole day to the process of noticing this man, being nice to him, and answering his many questions. Uh, How do you feel about that? A little upset, no doubt. A little uh, frustrated because the work that has been assigned to you has a lot of deadlines to it. And here uh, this visiting prophet is taking up your time. I used to say sourly, people who have nothing to do come and do it in my office. (laughs) <laughs> interruptions, how do you handle them? Well, the Lord helped me about on that matter a good many years ago uh, to the realization that interruptions are actually part of God's plan for you. When you take an unexpected visit, for example, or uh, something that cuts across the, the plan that you have so neatly laid out for a day or a night, and somebody blows into your life unexpectedly, and, and everything that you have planned it has to be set aside. Interruptions. When this happens, you either have your choice of being upset by it and saying, I don't know why this has to happen to me, and so on, or else you can say, well, now, Lord, you have something in mind for us here. Uh, show me what it is. Because God sends people across your path. For his his purposes, either you're to bless them or they're to bless you or both of the above. When I learned that, I stopped crabbing about people interrupting my routines, my precious little routine business that I had laid out. I I stopped griping about that, and I began to realize that God had sent people across my pathway so that I might minister to them or they to me or both. Now, today, or some of you listen at night, so tomorrow for you, When something happens that upsets your plans, instead of crabbing about it and complaining about it, look up and say, Lord, I don't know why this is, but it's part of your perfect plan, and I know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. And so make this thing pay out spiritually, and then you look for a chance to be of blessing in that interruption situation. You want to try that? Anything I tell you, I've been there, and I know that uh, such a prayer changes the face of a situation which might be frustrating or irritating and makes it instead one of blessing. You try it for yourself. Well, he preached the word of them. I don't know where he was in his sermon outline, but the the plaster started falling, the dust going down their necks and bits of plaster and and, uh, building material falling right in front of where the master was seated. You know what was happening, of course, it said, there came unto uh, him uh, people who were bringing a paralyzed man. He was sick of the palsy. We would say that he was paralyzed, which was carried by four people. Now, they had him on a pallet, like uh, something like our stretchers today. You have two poles through each one of them, uh, put through a, a strong hem on either side of a, a strong piece of canvas, and uh, that forms a stretcher, and four people can easily carry each one taking a hold of one of those four handles can easily carry a person. Well, this was the type of conveyance that they were using there. They called it here a bed. You know it wasn't a four-poster bed. It was a pallet uh, with some kind of uh, carrying device on each of the corners, whether it was a cloth loop or whether it was a wooden uh, handle stuck through the the overlap or whatever. But that's what was happening. There was the four, these four people who brought their buddy uh, to the lower they couldn't get in, so what they did was go up the side stairway of the house to the the roof, which was always used as a kind of a of a patio and a, and a place to sit after sunset to cool off and all that sort of a thing. And so they were up there on the roof, and they began to take off the tile one by one and began to dig into that roofing material, and finally they had a hole that was large enough to let the man down when they could not come nigh unto him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. Now these men had to work fast because you know that if you saw somebody poking a hole in the roof of your house, it wouldn't take you long to get out there and, and holler at them and call the police. Isn't that true? So these four men worked rapidly and intent upon their objective, which was to get their friend into the presence of the Savior. They let the bed down whereon the sick man lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, not his, the man that was sick didn't have much faith, evidently, he said to the sick man, Son, thy sins are forgiven. Another small thought here. God always starts with the heart condition before he does anything with the circumstances. Have you learned that yet? I find myself praying about the circumstances because I either don't like them or I want them altered or I want something to happen that will will further my particular plans or my ministry. And I find myself oftentimes praying about the circumstances when in reality, God's way is to pray about and change. God's way is for you and me to pray about and to change our inner attitude toward him. Then he begins to work on a miracle basis. Who shall enter into thy holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity nor sworn deceitfully. To get into the very presence of God in prayer and have your prayers answered means that that inner life that nobody knows but you and God needs to be cleansed by the application of the precious cleansing blood of Christ and needs to be filled with the presence of the blessed Holy Spirit so that your relationship to God is, is pure and clean and uncluttered with unconfessed sin and failures. Now just notice then that the Lord Jesus started with that. Didn't say anything about the disease yet. He took care of that later. But first of all, he dealt with the man's need. Go and sin no more, our Savior said to one who was caught right in the in the action of sin. Go and sin no more. He said to uh, a man who was healed, The story, his, his story is found, I think, in the 5th of John, isn't it? Uh, or no, it's the 5th. Is it the 5th of John? Yes, that's right. Um, I get my tang tangled up when I'm talking to you and turning pages. The man who uh, had been ill for 38 years, wasn't it? Let's see for a minute. He, for a long time, he had an infirmity. It says 38 years. And uh, our Lord Jesus said to him, Behold, thou art made well, sin no more, lest the worse thing come unto thee. Always in in, uh, dealing with the needs of people, our Lord Jesus does take care of physical and emotional and financial and interpersonal needs. Yes, he does. But first of all, he wants to deal with my inner need, the need of cleansing and the need of the filling of the blessed Holy Spirit. Will you remember that? The first thing our Savior said to this sick man was, son, your sins are forgiven. Well, immediately then the bystanders began to reason, it said, in their hearts. And uh, they said, why does this man speak blasphemy? Only God can forgive sins. He said, well, now let me ask you a question. Which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven or to say to this sick man, get up and walk? You can't do either one, can you? But I can, because I'm God. That's what he was saying to them. And so that so that you may know the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins, I'll say the other thing to this man. Get up and go home. And the man did. He said immediately he arose and took up the pallet on which he had been lying and went forth before them all, and they were amazed and glorified. God said, We never saw anything like this. Jesus is God the cults that say he's only a, a, a you know one of the one of the highest of the angelic group or, or whatever uh, this is not of the lord jesus is much as much god as god the father or god the spirit we are trinitarians we believe in one god and three wonderful persons all of whom are revealed to us as we trust our savior by faith well we get into this some more when we get together again Dear Father, today may we allow thee to take care of our inner needs as well as our circumstances in answer to prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, until I meet you once again by way of radio, walk with the King today.